Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. by my co-host, Robert Steele, but right now he's driving. I think he's driving from Santa Monica, so we're going to wait for him. Um, he's going to be calling in in about 15 minutes, um, but when he comes in, we are going to continue on with our final show of 2015. It's our end-of-year episode, folks, and boy, I tell you, it has been a wonderful year of great discussion topics here at the dojo, great guests, wonderful regulars that uh, keep calling in and continue to call in and uh, bring their sense of humor and their expertise to our radio show. So just been a phenomenal year, and I'm sure when Sifu Bob comes in um, after he gets out of his car, he'll be able to join us and talk a little bit more about about the the year and we're also going to be talking a little bit about how people all around the world celebrate the winter holidays and we want to hear from you our friends and listeners please give us a call at around 6 30 or so um, our phone number here is 347-677-0699 give us a call and tell us how you celebrate the holidays either at your home with your families or with your students at your own dojos or quins or dojangs or whatever you want to call your martial arts schools. So anyway, again, our number is 347-677-0699 and our chat board is up. Our blog talk radio show uh, chat board is up. If you go to our regular show marquee, um, you'll find a chat board right underneath the marquee there. Now, it's not underneath the Facebook marquee. So <laughs> please don't comment on Facebook um, with questions or comments or whatever because I'm I'm going to have a hard time seeing those comments because I've got the, the chat board right here in front of me. All right. Well, as far as announcements from my end, um, I really don't have any. <laughs> I don't know if Sifu Bob... Um, has any either uh, but I know it's about six or seven months away but you know I do want to send a shout out um, out there for the upcoming Masters Hall of Fame um, events and uh, next year the Masters Hall of Fame award ceremonies will be held in two venues all right they're going to be held at Columbus Ohio and San Antonio, Texas. And, uh, you know, for some reason, the date so um, when I get my notes together on that, I'll let you guys know when, when that's going to be happening. Oh, wait, I've got a little something on the ticker here. June 18th, 2016, at the Sheraton Columbus Hotel at Capitol Square in Columbus, Ohio. Now, I just need to find out the... Um, 
the information about the San Antonio, Texas event, and I, I have it somewhere, but you know me, my my notes are all all over the place. So, <laughs> so uh, but anyway, when Sifu Bob uh, joins us on the line, I'm sure he'll uh, I'm sure he'll remember for me. <laughs> all right. So with that said. <coughs> oh my goodness, excuse me, I inhaled all weird. With that said, let's go on to birthdays. Okay, now these particular birthdays that I'm going to announce, they're from Sifu Bob's side. So we'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Sifu Clark Tang, whose birthday is on December 23rd. Frank Trejo, whose birthday is on the 24th. Mina Kim, her birthday is on the 26th. And Mike Ortiz, his birthday is also on the 26th. Now, as far as my birthdays, I had them. I actually had them up, and I closed that. I closed that window. <laughs> Anyhow, I want to send a happy birthday shout out to my cousin. Her birthday is today, Jocelyn Ventura. Happy birthday, there, Joe. Um, also, want to send a shout out to a friend of the dojo and a parent of uh, a couple of previous students, Irene Dulai. Days also today. Uh, tomorrow, December twenty first. We've got uh, a friend of mine, Indus Adelia. Her birthday's tomorrow. Tuesday, the 22nd, Sifu Sean Miller, a longtime Kung Fu instructor here in Seattle, uh, on the 22nd. Uh, the 23rd, we've got a judo practitioner, Nikki Smith. Her birthday's on the 23rd. And on Christmas Eve, the 24th, oh, I was going to say Frank Trejo, but... Uh, Looks like uh, Bob already got that going on. And then on Christmas Day, we've got Richard Curtis. Um, his birthday's right on Christmas Christmas Day. So I wonder, did they celebrate twice? <laughs> or is it just one big one big event that's neither Christmas or, or a birthday? I don't know. And uh, on the 26th, we've... Oh, I, oh, my my old high school friend, Quintella Feliciano, and another old friend of mine, Bill Boggs. Uh, his, their birthdays are on the 26th. So everybody having a birthday the week of the 20th through the 26th, this tune is for you. <laughs> Safely and sanely, everybody. <laughs> okay, let's move on to what else do we got here? Oh, I guess, I guess without any announcements, let's move on to our handy dandy health news. So, where's my health news? See, it's like all my buttons are all my buttons are hidden on my screen. I don't know what happened. I hit something weird, and the whole window moved over. And no amount of scrolling with my cursor would bring them over, so I had to refresh the window. So this is 
the trials and tribulations of doing online radio, folks, because you don't have a physical mixing board in front of you. You've got this virtual mixing board that you control with your mouse and your keyboard. And, you know, when I was in high school and college, I actually handled real mixing boards. I was a part of a uh, uh, a school radio station called uh, KZAP, KZAP. Um, and we also did um, late night uh, late night uh, broadcast and uh, and uh, PSAs for KNHC Radio, which was a popular popular station here in Seattle at the time that played uh, R&B and soul music and and uh, stuff like that. And you know, it was so good to be able to handle real sliders. Uh, but now that everything's like online, it's kind of weird. Anyway, that was my rent for the day. <laughs> That's probably going to be my last rent for the year. <laughs> All right, so health news, here we go. All right, now, as martial artists and fitness folks that we are, I know that some of you guys and gals out there work out every day. And some of you guys working out more so than others. I mean, I know some people that are that get all grumpy if they don't get a hard, sweaty workout every day. You know, if they take a day off, they're like... Good for nothing, they're grumpy, and I can't even talk to them, okay? However, for health's sake, you really need to make sure that your body gets the rest it needs. Now, I've got five signs that your body needs a rest day right here, right now. So so listen up, everybody. Okay, sign number one, that your body needs a rest. You're always sore, always. (laughs) So... We know that a bit of muscle soreness after a a particularly hard workout is totally normal. It's normal, Um, especially if you're really new to a particular exercise program or if you're switching up routine like P90X or anything like that. However, if you're exercising regularly, you shouldn't constantly be feeling sore. Now, depending on your muscle groups, you should always give your muscles 24 to 48 hours to recover between training sessions. So, you know, that's why, you know, we call it leg day or arm day or whatever, right? Now, even after you've rested for 24 to 48 hours and you still feel sore, it's quite possible, you guys, that you are overtraining. Now, according to Rice University, quote unquote, overtraining can be best defined as the state where the athlete has been repeatedly stressed by training to the point where the rest is no longer adequate to allow for recovery. So, quote, unquote, persistent muscle soreness and getting sick more often or getting frequent injuries are all those physical symptoms of overtraining. So, you know, even though that's unfortunate, the fortunate thing is, folks, is that recovery is simple. Take it easy for a few days. It's really not going to kill you to rest for like two or even three days. So, you know, if you work out every day, like I said, you're not going to lose your muscle and it's not going to kill you. So, you know, go ahead and rest. All right. Number two, you're constantly tired or moody. So moodiness, depression and fatigue are also indications that you might be overtraining. Now, most of us have heard that exercise is supposed to make us happier thanks to a rush of endorphins, you know, that stress-fighting chemical. Um, Oh, by the way, did you guys know that uh, 
endorph, uh, endorphins not only make you feel happier and really lift your moods, but it actually prevents you from noticing the pain of exercising. Gee, thanks, brain. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why, uh, you know, you really don't feel when you injure yourself. And the next day you're like, wow, boy, I really pulled that muscle, but I didn't feel it happening. Well, let's thank endorphins for that. Anyway, however, these endorphins are also accompanied by cortisol. And that's the stress hormone. And when cortisol levels remain high for a very extended period, they will take a toll on your mental health. So you've got to be careful with that. All right. Number three, the number three sign that your body needs a rest day from your workout regimen. Your heart rate is abnormal. Now, one of the best ways to gauge that, if, uh, that you've been overtraining is to check your heart rate. Okay, now we all have, uh, not we all, but a lot of people have those wrist-worn exercise devices that keep track of your heart rate and even your um, oxygen content, your blood oxygen content, um, and your steps and stuff like that. Um, I used to have one until I lost it, but, you know, those are helpful. Now, um, Dr. Tamir of the, I forgot where Dr. Tamir is from. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, oh, Rice University, Dr. Dr. Tamir from Rice University says, I'll take my resting heart rate in the morning. If I'm above my normal, then I know that my body is not really ready for a hard workout that day. That's one of the best ways to judge your readiness to exercise. Now, Rice Universe, University also notes that lower than normal heart rate can also indicate overtraining too. Ready to experiment with this method? Try taking your resting heart rate daily to figure out what's normal for you. All right. The number four sign that your body needs a rest day. You are stiff all the time. <laughs> that was me when I was when I was uh, coming up in uh, my Wushu and Tai Chi teacher's three-year intensive program. It was seven days a week. No joke. It was like Chinese style training like hard 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 and I was I was stiff all the time I was moody I don't remember what my heart rate was all about but I was always sore too so I, I was overtraining so anyway if you're stiff um all the time or if it um takes uh if it takes too much rest actually to get rid of the stiffness it's really time to take it easy. In, in, in situations like that, folks, you probably need to take like almost a week, all right? Because if your body doesn't have the proper mobility, you're going to create dysfunction in other places in your body. It's going to actually affect your movement pattern, and uh, your muscles will actually try to compensate for other muscles that aren't working very well. Take it from me and take it from my massage therapist. <laughs> I've been there. All right. So in other words, Doing the same activity over and over, such as running, cycling, lifting, without proper recovery, it's going to cause injury, all right? So it's recommended that uh, stretching and using a foam roller on your recovery days will keep your body limber and prevent injury. All right, number five, the number five sign that your body needs a rest day. Your pee is dark yellow. Yeah, sorry, guys, I had to go there. <laughs> Now, while most of us are more aware of the need to stay hydrated while exercising, many of us kind of let it slip our mind, and uh, we all re and we some of us start to exercise when we're all 
dehydrated. Now, your urine is one indication that you're too dehydrated to start working out. Here, include having a few drinks the night before exercising um, or getting up in the morning and drinking nothing but coffee. Think you can rehydrate while working out? Mm, Sorry, folks, it doesn't work that way. It takes about 45 minutes for the body to recover from even mild dehydration. Now, I tell all of my kids and all of my students here at my studio that if you're feeling thirsty, it's too late. You're already dehydrated. And, you know, I'll go, okay, everyone get a drink of water. And the kids will go, well, I'm not thirsty. And I'm like, I know, but I'd like for you to drink at least, you know, one cup of water. Because when you feel thirsty, it's too late. You're already dehydrated. Okay? So, now, about all five of these things, the best thing to do when you notice, you know, some or all of these symptoms is simple. Relax, stretch, and drink water. Okay? And uh, all you have to do is do that because that's going to be a lot easier than recovering from a serious injury like a whole groin muscle or a or a over overextended elbow or shoulder injury or, or anything like that. So, you know, take take advantage of the R and R and you know what folks? It's the holiday season. Take advantage of rest and relaxation. All right. So that's it for my health news. And since uh Sifu Bob isn't here yet, we're gonna go right into Weird News. All right. Now, if you're calling in to join us for our discussion on on holiday celebrations around the world and about what you do to celebrate the holidays and and just pretty much joining the open forum, just hang tight. After we get through this first segment, we'll go ahead and go to a small break, and then we're going to open the phone lines for everyone. I see that we have some people already on hold, so just hang tight, folks. All right. Weird news. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave it to Bob to get to get articles like this. Okay. The the title to this is Man Turns Fingernail Clippings into Something He Calls Art. <laughs> now, my, uh, okay. Mike Drake is taking the concept of reuse, renew, and recycle to bizarre extremes. The 45-year-old Queens resident saves every single nail clipping from his fingers and toes and turns them into designer paperweights. (laughs) Incredibly, Mr. Drake is able to sell the keratin-packed paperweights for between $300 and $500 a piece. Okay, now... Drake got started with this 11 years ago. He says, I used to bite my nails, and I wondered how long they could grow, he told Huffington Post. And then I wondered how much I might be able to accumulate. So so he's a nail collector. That's awesome. All right. Now, Drake managed to get a year's worth of nails into a Ziploc baggie, and that's approximately 1,040 clippings. Eh, Not that he counted them or anything. He, he's really not that obsessive. He, he was going to throw them out when he had a sudden burst of inspiration. He thought, I went through all that effort, and I figured, in for a penny, in for a pound. I already worked with acrylics as a hobby, so I decided to make paperweights. <laughs> now, 
wait a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Okay, Drake makes one nail clipping paperweight a year, and he prefers to make them in a green coloring, but not because it resembles toenail fungus. <laughs> Hold on, Bob. I see you there. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta read the rest of this. Oh, we got Bob back. How you doing, Bob? Okay, Bob I left there. off at toenail. I left off at toenail fungus. Now Drake says, I like the jade color because it gives off an emerald quality. <laughs> nail, nail clippings aren't the only bizarre paperweights Drake makes. In 2011, he helped raise money for a veterans hospital by making paperweights. Paperweights using prosthetic eyeballs that once belonged to soldiers. I I, I shouldn't laugh at that. What? Are you serious? Each eyeball, <laughs> each eyeball came with a story about how the vet lost his eye. Okay, okay. Before I read the rest of this, Bob, how the heck does how the heck does this guy get a hold of veterans' eyeballs? Aren't they supposed to be in the veteran? You know, or do you know? I don't know. Does anyone know any veterans that lost an eye and wear a and wear a prosthetic eye? Because do you just like, oh, you know, I I don't like this one anymore. It's a little, it's a little yellowed out. You know, do you just like recycle them? Do you throw them away and get a new one? How does that work? It's, you know, I, that you know I wish I knew because because he got them from somewhere. Did did <laughs> veterans lost, lost an eye and? Somehow he obtained them. It's like yeah. what? What I know that they're, they're supposed to be in the veteran. But anyway, okay. So those eyeballs made a lot of money for charity and also helped Drake get noticed by folks at Ripley's. Believe it or not, <laughs> Ripley's has purchased many of Drake's fingernail paperweights for display in the company's various auditoriums. That's O D D <laughs> auditoriums and its new bookies. Now, some people told me not to sell them because fingernails can be used in voodoo spells, said Drake. <laughs> Drake isn't the first person Ripley's made famous for fingernails. So, for example, last year, Richard Gibson was featured in the company's reality shock book thanks to a collection of nail trimmings dating back to February 1978. <laughs> 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 and... <laughs> And that's it for the weird news. And now the Bob's here. We get a we get the change of news. Who? <laughs> uh, you know that all that I'm gonna the, I'm gonna look at clipping my toenails after I get out of the shower a little bit differently after reading that story. Anyhow, now do, do you remember <laughs> seeing anything? Because you and I visited the Ripley's, believe it or not. No, when you I, were down I don't here one time. I don't remember seeing anything about eyeball paperweights or anything like that. No, neither do I. I, well, I mean, I would have remembered news, that. Huh. <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> All right. <sighs> okay. Entertainment news. This is a good sign. Ronda Rousey is giving back to her old, fun, goofy self. She was caught dressing up as a stormtrooper to watch the new Star Wars movie Thursday night. Oh, Let right me put on. it into perspective. Remember the Chinese theater I took you to that has all the uh, early movie stars' handprints and footprints? Right, right. What used to be known as Grauman's, right. but now it's whatever it's right. called now, right? 
I still call it Grohman's after mm. all these years. Well, they had blocked off Hollywood Boulevard in excess of a week in anticipation wow. for the Star Wars premiere on Thursday. Well, Ronda Rousey was there dressed up as a stormtrooper on Thursday night. Go They're right guessing that the giant Boba Fett is her boyfriend, Travis Brown, because he's <laughs> huge. I guess this guy's a big guy. Wow. So, is the force finally back with Rhonda? We'll find out soon enough. Oh, wow. You know, I I think so. I think so. I mean, you know, it was a great year for Rhonda, like, all around and, and, until her until her loss to Holly. But um, I think I think 2016 is going to be a good year for her. I think it'll be I think it'll be cool. Okay, so I've got some entertainment news too. I really can't wait for the release of this. Okay, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon Two, The Sword of Destiny. Its uh, tentative release date is December 31st, 2015, in both IMAX and Netflix. So can't wait. <clears throat> Um, the Weinstein, uh, this is uh, going through the Weinstein Company, and the director is a legendary Yun Wolping. It's rated PG-13, like the other one was. And uh, the screenwriter for this was John Fusco. And um, uh, Michelle Yeoh is back, reprising her role in, in this particular variation. And uh, also Donnie Yen is going to be starring wow. in this movie. Yeah, Donnie Yen. Jason Scott Lee, Harry Shum Jr., Roger Yuen, Eugenia Yen, and Natasha Liu Bordizzo. So, you know, martial arts studded cast right there. And uh, you know what, folks? If you guys are in the, uh, are uh, big fans of wuxia type of movies, you know, I'm sure you love Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the original one. You know, I'm really looking forward to this one. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. And in this particular movie, <clears throat> Donnie Yen um, will be will be playing uh, Silent Wolf. And uh, Michelle Yeoh, again, is coming back. And um, she's going to be reprising her role as uh, Yu Shu Lian. And uh, the screenplay is based on Iron Knight Silver Vase by uh, Wang Liu and, uh, oh, that's book five, and book five in the Crane Iron Pentology series, on which the original Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon was based. So anyway, release date, December 31st, 2015, Netflix and IMAX. And, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, one of the local Tai Chi schools here in Seattle, headed by uh, Sifu Kim Ivy uh, of Embrace the Moon mm. Tai Chi, She's trying to get a big group together for the uh, for the opening night um, at uh, one of the IMAX theaters here in Seattle, and uh, I want to go, so <laughs> it'll be cool. <laughs> All right, now we we've still got a lot of stuff uh, that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about um, some of the celebrities and well knowns that have uh, passed on to the realm of the ancestors in 2015. But let's do this first. Let's go ahead and take a short break. And when we come back, we'll go into those um, deaths, uh, the people that we lost in 2015. We'll talk about Christmas or Christmas and winter holidays around the world. And we want to talk to our listeners about what their plans are 
for this holiday season. So don't go away, everybody. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children. And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Restita and Robert. And it's our end of year episode. We're going to be talking a little bit about holidays around the world. Um, and hopefully get uh, some of our friends and listeners and fans to call in and let us know how, how they celebrate the holidays or what they have planned for this year. So give us a call, 347-677-0699. So we've got someone that's been holding for like 20 minutes. Let's go ahead and see who this is. 
<clears throat> Area code 417. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? Yes, it's Tony. Area... Oh, hey, Tony. Hi, Tony. One of these hey, days going I'm on? gonna recognize. One of these days I'm gonna recognize your phone number, man. How you doing? <laughs> Not too bad, thanks. Uh, this is awesome. a borrowed phone, so you wouldn't recognize the number anyway. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm like four one seven. Normally, I, I t- yeah. N- normally, I try to be clever and like you know look up an area code, and I just didn't have didn't have the time. <laughs> all right. All right. So um, what we want to do before we um, actually get uh, going on, like, holidays around the world and how you and all of our other friends celebrate Christmas and, and the holidays and stuff like that, um, I'm going to uh, turn the mic over to Sifu Bob and let's uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the people that we lost um, over the course of the year. So handing the mic over to Bob. Well, you know, some some of the celebrities that pass on you hear about because they're 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 known for doing something or they were an iconic figure or what have you. But there are some that you never hear about, and you're going, "Oh my God, I never know they passed away." Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I have is Maureen O'Hara, the oh, Hall of Legends, yeah. passed away from natural causes on October 24th at the age of 95. If you're wow. going to pass away at the age of 95, it will probably be from natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if something hasn't got you by that time, nothing ever will. Yeah. But the great yeah. baseball legend, Yogi Berra, died wow. on September 22nd at the age of 90. Here's one wow. I didn't hear about. Wes Craven, the famed horror film director, passed away at the age of 76 on, our, on August 30th. Oh, yeah, you I did. You didn't hear about that, that Bob? Uh, that's what it said, yeah. Those those of us who are big Wes Craven fans knew it. And come on, we're talking Freddy here. <laughs> well, that, that's true, but I wasn't a big fan. <laughs> oh, that was comedy. That's <laughs> Yeah, well, and there was a gentleman who passed away as a big-time sportscaster, football player. Eventually, he became known as Kathy Lee's husband, the legendary Frank Gifford, the legendary oh. sportscaster, former football star, and husband. See, this is and husband of Kathy Lee Gifford passed away on August 9th. Wow. Here's one that shocked the wrestling world. Rowdy Roddy Piper, WWE yeah. wrestler, died of yep. natural causes on July 31st. He was 61. Omar wow. Sharif, Lawrence of Arabia actor, died July 10th at the age of 83. Jerry, now, this one sort of hit home. Jerry Weintraub, the movie produced behind the hits like Karate Kid and Ocean's mm-hmm. Eleven, died at the age of 77. On July 6th, <laughs> I know you guys because I I know I'm the oldest one here, but not by much. <laughs> Remember Dean Jones, Herbie the Love yeah. Bug? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He passed oh, wow. away September 1st at the age of 84. Oh. I remember him from, uh, what was that John Wayne movie, Fans of Iwo Jima? Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, of course, they, they went into Bobby, Bobby and Christina, Bobby Christina Brown, uh, the daughter of Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown, 
passed away, tragically passed away on July 26th at the age of 22. Here's oh, one, no. you, you, sort of a notable figure, but not really at the same time. Sawyer Sweeten, the Everybody Loves Raymond star, died of suicide at the age of 19 while visiting his family in Texas on, on April 23rd. He was best known for starring alongside his twin brother Sullivan and his sister Madeline in the beloved comedy from 1996 to 2005. Uh, Here's one. Jeffrey Lewis. I know him from playing opposite Clint Eastwood in the Every Which Way movie. Every Which Way You Can, Every Which Way But Loose. He's an actor and father of actress actress Julia Lewis passed away on April 7th. He was 79 years old. James wow. Best, the 88-year-old actor who was best known, uh, in, in my eyes, playing the Duke of Hazard as uh, this, the dim-witted sheriff. Yeah. He, he was acting <laughs> since, the, since the 50s. Donna Douglas, the Beverly Hillbilly star who played Ellie Mae Clampett, died on January 1st at the age of 81. You know, it's hard to believe she was 81 years old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw photos of her, you know, like years ago, and she still looked like, you know, like if they did the Beverly Hillbillies like now, you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> you right. Know, she'd still look like Ellie Mae. So, she did. Wow. Yeah. Uh, legendary R&B singer Percy Sledge, best known for his 1966 hit. When a man loves a woman died at the age of 73 on my birthday, April 14th. Rod Taylor, the 84-year-old Australian actor, passed away on January 7th. The It's My Party Girl, Leslie Gore, the singer best known for the 60s song, It's My Party, died at the age of 68 on February 16th. Of course, the most notable one is Leonard Nimoy, the original Mm -hmm. Star Trek star, died on February 27th at the age of 83. Actor and Senator Fred B. Thompson and former presidential candidate died from a reoccurrence of lymphoma on Sunday, November 1st. And those are the notable deaths of of 2015. Wow. too, Too many people gone this year. Too yeah, many, too many people great gone. people gone this year. Oh, I know, I know, and it's and and you know when I'm going through my uh, social media feeds and stuff like that, I'm hearing about too many martial arts masters um, passing on um, and um, and other teachers passing on. It's it's just so unfortunate, and and I just want to say something to all the uh, youngins out there, <laughs> youngins. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so what you gonna tell me? <laughs> Until I hit fifty, I'm still a youngin too, man. Okay. Oh wait, that's next year. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, if you guys get a chance, do take seminars with the with the elder teachers. You know, do if you can if you can afford it, if you can get there, you know, study and take seminars from the found from the founders of your styles, or at least close enough to it. You know. <laughs> And uh, you know, get them before they before they pass away, folks. You know, because you know all of these martial arts masters carry a wealth of knowledge, and it would it would just be unfortunate if uh, you go through your career never once 
studying under the great masters. So please do that, everybody. All right. So, you know, so what what are you going to be doing for the holidays there, Tony? What are your plans well, for the holidays? My holidays are to finally have my kids, and this is kind of a big, huge celebration for me because I have them now full time. Uh, I'm not going to go into oh, wow. any details or anything oh. like that. But they're mine. Yay! We know how much you've been fighting for this, bro, and we're we're so happy for you, man. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> That's much. Awesome. Yep. Yay! So this is going to be a wonderful holiday season for you. It sounds yes, like. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Right on, man. Right on. I'm so happy for you. Right on. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, when you were growing up, did you have any, you know, any cool family traditions for the winter holidays? Um, yeah, but unfortunately, they went away once Grandma became a Jehovah's Witness. So oh. all, of our, uh, all of our cool family holidays kind of took a, oh, well, Grandma doesn't do that anymore. Crap. Oh, man. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so uh, it used to be we had a monster gathering. She had nine children, and I was just, you know, my mom was one of her kids, and I was just one of all of these Google and a peck of people who showed up, all of us, at uh-huh. her house and her and grandpa's house. We all showed up there. I mean, every one of us. That's where we had Christmas. We had Christmas breakfast, lunch, and dinner with our grandparents and with all of everybody. I mean, it was amazing. It looked like a banquet hall. And then all of a sudden, uh, Grandma became a Jehovah's Witness, and we didn't have that anymore. And it was like, um, so now what? <laughs> and so I shouldn't it was just laugh a normal, that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it, it was funny. I mean, it's great. And don't get me wrong, you know, I, I stand beside her on her religious choice. I, I uh, Before she had passed away, I looked her dead in the face and I said, you know, I know what all you believe and I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to feel funny when you wake up in heaven, old woman. She stuck her tongue <laughs> at me. But, <laughs> but, uh, oh, oh I, my God. <laughs> so I'm trying to instill a new Christmas tradition in that we maintain our household, stay together have presents underneath the tree, that sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I grabbed a whole bunch of hot chocolate, and I intend to fatten them up real good on that for for a Christmas breakfast, and we're going to do that from now until, well, when they leave the nest, so to speak. Oh, good. Right on. Very cool. What about you, Bob? What are you guys going to be doing for the holidays? You know, just some standard stuff, you know, open one gift that, Christy, we just we were so busy this year, Rusty and Tony. We just got our tree tonight. <laughs> oh man! Tonight. <laughs> oh uh, man! My my daughter's <laughs> upset with with all of us, and she said she told my wife she's no we're no we're not her friends, and because my daughter wanted all she wanted for Christmas was yes a car. Well. That's all. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> well, I'm so glad so, my oldest is only 13. So right. okay, so <laughs> let me let me let me get this straight. So now, you guys are not her friends because you guys could not pull up, 
you know, three to five thousand dollars all at once to buy her a car. Is that what she right. is that what she means? Okay. That's it. So, so <laughs> you know, okay. I, I need to put my foot down on this one. I'm talking to all teenagers out there, okay? And this is and all of us talking here right now are speaking from experience, okay? Now, don't get us wrong. We've been there. We've been 16. We wanted a car. I know I did. All right? But you know what? I had to freaking work for mine, you know, and when my dad did take me to go buy a car, he picked out the car. I didn't get to pick it out. I was looking at this cool used used a Mustang over here, but no, he's looking at this, like, Volkswagen Rabbit over here that only cost a 1000 bucks in cash, <laughs> right? And I'm like, dang, you know? <laughs> but you know what? It gets you from point A to point B. That's really all that matters. I mean, who are you going to impress, you know? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. but but here's the thing, though. I mean, you know, that's the age where you have to impress everybody, you know? Your your status kind so of. So like, you and I don't want to talk then. You and I don't want to talk then. About like getting a about car like for the, the status. car. Yeah, we. You don't want to talk to me about this. You ain't gonna like me at all for the car I had. You had a Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but I I had no. It wasn't Camaro? quite a Mustang. I had a I had a 1973 Chevy Nova Fastback with all the trimmings. Oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I bought the darn car off my dad eventually. I, I had to pay yeah. for it through through working in the in the. Uh, we did uh, cut wood during the winter and buck hay during the summer, so I worked my butt off for that car. Yeah, but, yeah, but that was you the had, car that the, I had you had to work for it. I mean, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know when it started, but like now, people, you know, kids turn sixteen and they expect the parents to get them a car. You know, God. Oh, I will, my son too, but he's going to work for it. Exactly, exactly. I mean, but that's what I meant, is that they expect to give them a car. Not not a hand-me-down, like, here, take, you know, take my three-year-old Honda. No, it's, it's you know, I want a new car. You know, or I want this used car that looks really cool so I can not look like an idiot with my friends in it. Who's going to care when you're driving? The only people that are really going to care are the people in the high school parking lot. Yep. And you go outside of the high school parking lot, no one's going to give you know, rat's ass as to what car you drive. You know, that's just my look at this. But anyway, kids, you want a car? Work for it. You know, it doesn't matter if you, you know, work for your parents, you know, at a business or whatever. Or if you, I don't know, get a job. How's that? Get a job. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a new concept. Donald's that's 15 bucks an hour. Oh. I know, right? Because it's kind of like, you know, I mean, yes, you know, Christmas is the season of giving. But really, to get all, you know, get your panties up in a twist because your parents didn't get you a $5,000 car. I mean, with what money, Bob? I know. (laughs) What money, right? And, you know, definitely. Well, the car was the only thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean buying a car is not just handing somebody five grand for the car, walking away, and you can drive it right then and there, and everything is good. Right. Yeah. So much more that you have to do to it: license it, tag it, all that other stuff. License, five yeah, grand turns into nine. Yeah, insurance well, costs twice as much because you're under twenty-five. Yeah. I mean, you know, when 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 my dad got me the Volkswagen Rabbit instead of the cool Mustang that I wanted, right? Um, I. At that point in time, he's like, okay, you need to get a job. 
And when you get a job and you make enough money, you can trade this in for something else. I said, all right. So I went and got a job. I worked downtown as a cafeteria person, right? Um, And uh, woke up every morning at like 5 a.m. to get to work by 7 on the bus. And, you know, that was when I really started learning discipline. And, uh, you know, slowly, I think, I think it took about a year or so for me to save up enough money to get uh, this cool, this cool uh, Toyota Celica that I had my, had my eye on, right? It was a, a friend, uh, a friend's kid was getting rid of it and, um, and it was just sitting in the garage, Celica. So um, I offered the trade-in and of course they're like, no, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to use these because cause they worked on cars, but they worked on Japanese cars. They didn't work on um, German cars. So I'm like, well, okay, it looks like we have two cars. Well, you know, such is luck, you know, I, I threw a rod in the, uh, in the rabbit. So that was completely out of there. So I had this cool Toyota Celica, my, finally my cool car and I worked for it. And boy, oh boy, you know, and that's when dad said, you know what, you're paying for the insurance. So I would have to give my dad, like, I forgot what it was back then. I think he said it was like, you know, give me like 35 bucks or something like that. Three bucks every month for the insurance. You're, you're, you're in charge of the gas and, and the insurance. And, you know, if it breaks and it's something like really costly, we'll deal with it or something. But, you know, I mean, the kids, uh, I, I could go on and on about this, but anyway, it's just, it's just that I'm kind of like perturbed that teenagers will get all messed up and 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 pissed off and and at die relationship with their parents because they don't get what they want. Anyway, I've met adults that way too, but anyway. <laughs> so let's move you, on. you need a mint or something. You need to calm I, down a little bit. <laughs> I need a mint. I need a mint. That's what I need. I, I, I said at the beginning of the show that I had one last rant for for 2015. I lied. This was it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I really hate to do this, but unfortunately, I have got to go. I had something okay. come up, and uh, I will yak with you guys another time. And All right. Okay, we'll talk to you soon, Tony. Merry All right, Christmas. guys, take care. Merry Christmas. Right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. Right you on. So, right. so Christmas Eve, we, we opened one present. Now, this year's going to be a little different because we always went over to my brother's house and did the dinner, and it was never any fancy. Sometimes it was spaghetti. Sometimes it was Spanish rice, you know, tacos or something. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, my, my niece's first Christmas back after she moved back from Vegas, and she works Christmas Eve until 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. So we're going to meet for dinner at a restaurant at about 7.15. Oh, by her okay. work in Northridge, which is about 15 miles from me. Right after on. that, if if there's time, we always go after we leave my brother's house, we go to see the caroling train. What that is is a decked out. In fact, I know you've seen the pictures year after year. Uh, it's a decked out semi uh-huh. with cars and people walking and singing Christmas carols going through Toluca Lake, which is uh, where Bob Bob Hope's house, Steve Carell's house, that sort of thing that I showed you, that's where it uh-huh. goes through. Oh, cool. uh, and that is our Christmas Eve. And then we just have, you know, uh, some family time on 
Christmas Day and and uh, uh, Christmas dinner, and that's pretty much what we've done for all these years. Right on. Yeah, Christmas over the last, I don't know, 10 or so years, um, for me and my family has been kind of low key. When we were kids, I mean, we would, you know, we would do the whole like trimming the tree thing and, you know, decking the halls, literally, you know, except for lights on the outside. That was something my dad never did. And it's something I still never do. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to be posting a picture later on of what my house looks like in comparison to the rest of my cul-de-sac. Uh, <laughs> but, um, um, but it's, it's been pretty low key. My, uh, my aunt, opens up her house at least for the last i think the last 10 and uh the house is open all all day and people just like stop in anytime during the day and the tables are always full of food and there's always a ton of people there always and we just go there and and chill out and and eat until we pop and you know watch the the filipino channel on cable and you know and and just and just sit around and, and, and chill because it's like one of the very few times we ever get to see everyone in the same place, you know, because everyone's schedule is so wonky and stuff. And I'm still, you know, I'm still meeting cousins that I don't even know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a stereotype. Yes. You know, about Hispanics and Filipinos. Yes. We have huge families. <laughs> and they all live in the same house. <laughs> anyway. Um so that's kind of what the what goes on lately. And, and as far as gifts like, you know, I'll ask my mom stuff like, "Hey, you know, what do you want for Christmas?" And she just kind of goes, "Hmm, you don't have to buy me anything. Just buy me vegetables and you know, I mean, she's she's gotten really thrifty and and very uh, realistic in her older age. You know, you don't have to buy me anything, you know, just make sure that the house is stocked with food and, you know, and make sure. And if there is a tradition that we have throughout New Year's is that, you know, either the day before New Year's Eve or on New Year's Eve, um, I will go out and and get like like a bunch of groceries, like one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars worth of groceries and bring them in the house. And uh, that was kind of a tradition that my mom observed in the Philippines, too, in, in, in that, you know, if you have lots of food in the house before the new year, it's kind of like a um, superstition that you'll be blessed with all that food for the coming year, right? And uh, I can see how that how that superstition came about in, in a, you know, in a country where you just couldn't go to a Walmart or a, or a Safeway or, you know, and, and just buy food. I mean, you had to grow it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, so that's, that's kind of it for us. Um, but uh, oh, we no, want to hear. Not. What, what does a crazy little Filipino girl do on New Year's Day? Oh, <laughs> if, if I'm feeling it. If I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling it, I'll do the polar bear plunge at Alki Beach. And that involves, uh, for most people, just uh, stripping down to skivvies or a swimsuit and jumping into the ice cold Puget Sound. Okay. But uh, the Alki Beach variation of it involves like, um, uh, you know, costumes and stuff like that. I mean, we saw Elvis take the plunge. Uh, one year we all went as Vikings, so we all dressed up like Vikings. 
Um, another year, we all we all dressed up as Mexican masked wrestlers. <laughs> oh, Nacho Libre. Yeah, yeah. Those are those were those were that was fun. But I especially like the uh, the uh, the Viking one the best. So that was that was cool. Yeah, that was two years um, ago. Yeah, but you know, and I haven't I haven't done it since. Like last year, I was sick. I think I did go and watch uh, what was going on. Um, I was sick, and um, I think I'm coming down with something again. So hopefully I'll be over this before New Year's I know, right? I woke up this morning with a sore throat and um, post-nasal drip. So if I got to do the ugly, deep, you know, sniff, um, <clears throat> then that's because I need to, like, get it all the way down. Um but I hope to get rid of whatever this is before New Year's Day because I wanna um I, I wanna go see Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon when it opens and that's on New Year's Eve. So I wanna see that. Um and I don't know, I, I I guess it depends on how late it goes. I don't know if I'm gonna actually get up early enough to, to go see the uh the polar plunge. But we'll see. We'll we'll see how that works. Anyhow. Sometimes All right. sometimes my wife goes to the uh, rose parade. Oh yeah. Now is where uh, is that? Is I, that in Burbank? I don't. Where is it? No, it's in Pasadena. Oh, that's right. Okay. You know the Rose Parade. Mhm. But I just forgot I'm where get, it is. I just I, well, I'm not getting up at four four in the morning for anybody. No. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Especially for a parade. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh man. No, the um. Uh, last week it was kind of close. I, we had to get up like at five in order to uh, catch a, uh, a tour bus to take us to Leavenworth last week. I went to the Leavenworth um, Holiday Village Lighting um, out here, and the Leavenworth is uh, in the mountains. <laughs> so we had to cross the pass, and it was um, one of the passes. We 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 went uh, via Stevens Pass, and luckily it was open. Because the day before, we had heard it, it had closed due to heavy snow. And luckily, it wasn't snowing the next day, but it was still kind of icy and there was still snow on the ground. And uh, it was nice. It was beautiful over there. Um, cold is all get out. Um, but, you know, that's what people expect for, for Christmas over here in the Northwest. So that was kind of neat. So, yeah, and that well, was the now, only time I was excited to get it. I'm not familiar where it is. That's not the Leavenworth where the prison is. Is that right? I don't have any uh, idea where Leavenworth prison is. You know, I let me look something up here because I, I think you're right. I think there's a prison in Leavenworth. Either that or it's a kid kid prison. Let me double check here. <clears throat> um Uh, yeah. Because when you, it's that is the, uh, the, well, no, this is Leavenworth, Kansas. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Yeah, Leavenworth, Kansas. That's the, that's, uh, the, yep, that's the penitentiary. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a prison in Leavenworth, but I don't know what the, let me see if Leavenworth Detention Center, uh, Nope, that's that's Kansas. Uh, let me look something up here. Washington State. <clears throat> no. 
<laughs> but uh, Hell no. <laughs> uh, let me see. But our penitentiary is in Walla Walla. That's right, Walla Walla, Walla Walla, the Washington That's State. Penitentiary. Made, made made famous by Bugs Bunny. <laughs> What the the Leavenworth one or the no Walla Walla Washington? Oh, made famous by Bugs Bunny. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you you never heard the cartoons that mentioned Walla Walla Washington? No. Daffy, yes. No. <laughs> oh, I gotta look this up. Hold on. <laughs> Every time I say something, she has to check out. Of course, I got scolded by you on the way home tonight. Oh, okay. Don't it type and drive. No, it says Bugs Bunny used Walla Walla at least once in an animated short. It's about someone going to prison at Washington State Penitentiary. I, I, I've never seen it. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Anyway, that's cool. <laughs> huh. Go Warner Brothers. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Um, well, I was going to say something before we talked about the penitentiary. Oh, to our listeners out there, if you are listening and would like to join the conversation, give us a call, 347-677-0699, or hit us up on the Blog Talk Radio chat board located under our show marquee. And if for some reason you can't get to that and you happen to be a friend of mine on Facebook, just send me a message via Messenger. Because I'll get it. It'll pop up at the bottom of my screen here. So if you'd like to tell us about what your plans are for the holidays, um, go ahead and type it out. But other than that, you know, like I said, our number is 247-677-0699. All right. Oh, I I got something to read. I got something to read. Tony posted this, and this was funny. he, He says, oh, good God. They think Kanye is helping former Beatles Paul McCartney. Uh, I Kanye saw West and the legendary Paul McCartney released a song together. Kanye fans impressed by their star's self-promotion of an unknown artist. <laughs> and I guess these are tweets or something, or they look like There's, text yeah, that says, tweets. They're tweets. Who, yeah. who is Paul McCartney? This is why I love Kanye for shining light on an unknown artist. Then the next one says, who is this Paul McCartney? How about blow up? Uh, he, he's, uh, he's about to blow up thanks to Kanye. Then the next one says, I don't know who Paul McCartney is, but Kanye is going to give this man a career with, his, with the new song. Then I wrote in and said, good thing Kanye is there, to, there for this unknown 70-year-old rock and roll Hall of Famer. Where, what would, where would Paul be without him? Oh, I know, right? You know, I don't think Kanye was even born, you know, even when uh, when Paul was in Wings. <laughs> no! <laughs> I mean, come on. Really? And this, this happened, I think, early this year, like in January or February, I think. And right. the, the song is called, oh, shoot, uh, Only One. There we go. I heard it once. It's actually really good. Um, but when I saw those tweets go out, I was like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> really? And this is but yeah, but what? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, remember how, you know, you and I as kids used to listen to 
well, it didn't really happen with me, but, you know, some kids would, would listen to their parents' music and go, oh, my God, that's so square or something, right? Um, right. I wonder if that's what kids say about our music, you know, from the 60s, 70s, and, you know, and 80s and stuff like that. It's like, really? You think people, you think kids these days would kind of frown at our music just because it doesn't sound like hip-hop? Well, yes and no. I ran into some kid last night that I was giving a ride to as a Lyft driver that was singing along with uh, uh, Queen songs and things like that. And then, then Stray Cats came on and said, who's this? She could sing it but didn't remember who it was. Oh, wow. How cool that is that? They're to their, their old, old, to the parents' old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I had kids, uh, well, in a way I do. I mean, I've got like all these, you know, all of these, uh, you know, kid students and stuff like that. But, you know, they'd probably, I think they would probably, you know, tap their feet a little bit to the old, you know, R&B and soul music that I li- used to listen to. In fact, I, I just found this. I, I, I was wondering if this was still on our um on our studio board. I actually played this on a playlist on uh, Spotify um, for for one of my kids' classes, and and my kids are like, "Wow, what's this?" So I'm just gonna play a little bit of it, and I want all of, all the listeners to see if they remember what this is. teenager and i i thought that was like you know i mean that was the jams back then (laughs) that was when we actually still said the word fresh man that's fresh (laughs) oh my god i never said that i (laughs) fresh i don't even Uh think the word dope came in until later. Okay, we've got another board blowing up. <laughs> I know. What is this? I recognize right. one of the numbers on there. I don't recognize 408. That sounds like it's Arizona. Arizona. Let's let's see who we got here. Okay, so well, turn on a mic here. Uh, oh, come on. The mic's not coming up. Area, area code 408. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? It's David Reed. Hey, David. How you doing? Hey, David. Good, good, guys. How are you doing? Really good. Thanks for joining us. We got some brothers Johnson playing in the background. Yay! <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we were at a we were at a kind of a, a early Christmas party. That's why we were, I was late calling in. Oh, no problem. Thanks for joining us. Let's see who who else and we got guess, here. Guess who's on the other line though? Before you open it, guess who's on the other line, Rusty? Is it Lady? Lucky guess. Lucky guess? I guess it right. Hey, I guess it right. Right on. <laughs> Merry you Christmas doing, to you guys. Merry oh, Christmas, lady and David. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. Right on. So you guys just came back from a party. So, I, I mean, what, yeah. what do you guys normally do as a family? We were just talking about that a little earlier. Oh, we just actually are still driving from a party, and uh, uh, I'm supposed to go to another one later on. And um, wow. normally, 
Yeah. We celebrate like Germans and Filipinos too. We celebrate oh, okay. Christmas Eve. Oh, okay, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's what we do too. Um, like I was talking to one of my kids yesterday, and uh, no, not yesterday, uh, Thursday, and uh, the mother asked, "So, what are your plans, Sifu?" And I said, "Oh, you know, we're, we're usually gonna." celebrate it around Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, you know, we, we visit families and eat more, but the main celebration on uh, Christmas Eve. And the kid goes, what? That's crazy. Christmas is on the 25th. And I'm like, no, no. My, my family celebrates, well, a lot of Filipinos celebrate on the 24th, you know, especially, yeah. the fam- especially Catholic families that, you know, do the Noche Buenas, you know, thing. And stuff like that so you know i'll be talking a little bit about uh christmas in the philippines as well as christmas uh, holidays around the world during the winter here in a little bit so do you guys have like have a big dinner i mean what do you guys do on christmas Mm. eve yum (laughs) okay she's looking at me Uh, i we have a dinner and then what we do is we we pass out gifts early like on the 21st but most Americans, like people from California, celebrate it on the 25th. Right. So then what we do is on the 25th, we're going to go to my sister's house. Oh, cool. And then have dinner there. So we'll have like two days celebrating. Mm-hmm. And right that fits on. perfectly, you know. It's, it's just the way, as a Filipino, uh, how I like celebrating Christmas. You know, for us, actually, uh, a Christmas celebration is more than two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in the Philippines, in general, it's more than a month. Is, which is for uh, oh, the day you. of Godfathers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in the Philipp- in the Philippines, for, you know, for Filipinos in general, it's more than a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, let's just get on the subject, let's talk a little bit about the Philippines. Um, now, <laughs> people in the Philippines like to celebrate Christmas for as long as possible, like I said just a little bit ago. And I, I kid you not, I, when I went to the Philippines a couple years ago, I went in um, October. And right after All Saints Day, boom, Christmas Carol in all the stores. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Now, technically, though, for as far as formality is concerned in the Philippines, Christmas celebrations start on the 16th of December, where many people uh, go to the first of nine pre-dawn or early morning masses. The last mass is usually yeah, on th- Christmas Day, right? That's in Bangabit. Yeah. In Bangabit, right? Right. And uh, these Christmas celebrations continue to the first Sunday in January when Epiphany, or the Feast of the Three Kings, celebrates. Oh. So, um, like Lady said, uh, these early masses stuff held before Christmas are called Simbangabi or Misa de Gallo. So, you know, Misa de Gallo, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, considering that the Philippines is 80% Catholic, which, by the way, trivia... Okay, we're one of the, I think we're the only Asian nation with so many that Christians. Are Christians. Yeah. yeah, that are Christians. Because, you know, huh. go to like Malaysia and stuff like that. You got Buddhist, you got Muslim, you, got, you know, but so many Christians. Now, because of this, Christmas is 
the most important holiday in the Philippines. December is actually one of the cooler months, cooler relatively, uh, cooler months of the year in the Philippines. Now, which I think is funny because, you know, honestly, I think the Philippines only has two seasons, dry and wet. Exactly. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) There's no such thing as an autumn or a winter. It's just dry and wet, which is – I forget. Is that like June to something? June to November or something? Uh, and then dry is like what we would consider spring. So, but everything from mm. <laughs> summer to fall, what we would consider summer to fall, that's that's rainy season over there. And boy, when we were there in in October, when we got caught in some hellacious storms. I mean, it was <laughs> I'd never seen rain so hard here in the United States ever. So anyway, <laughs> now um, in the Philippines, the customs are a mixture of Western and Native Filipino traditions. So people in the Philippines have uh, Santa Claus, Christmas trees, Christmas cards, and Christmas carols from these Western countries. However, mm-hmm. they do have their own Christmas traditions, such as the paro, which is a bamboo pole or a frame with a lighted star lantern on it. It's traditionally made from bamboo strips and colored Japanese paper or cellophane or plastic, and it represents the star that guided the wise men. It's it's the most popular decoration in the Philippines. And, you know, I had mm-hmm. a student ask me where they can find a parol here in Seattle, and I said, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if we have to order out for a parol mm-hmm. or if, you know, if we go to Seafood City, will, will, we, will we find one? I don't know. I'll have to go check it out. Okay, um, let's move on here with Christmas in the Philippines. Uh, Christmas Eve, like Lady was talking about, is very, very important in the Philippines. Many people stay awake all night into Christmas Day. During Christmas Eve evening, Christians go huh. to church to hear the last Gabi or the Christmas Eve Mass. This is followed by oh. a midnight feast called Noche Buena. And this is the fun part. Of Noche Buena. It's it's a huge open house, pretty much what it is. And the, and it's a celebration with family, friends, neighbors, pretty much the whole barrio or the whole town if they want to drop by. And people just drop by to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And, you know, most of the houses um, will have uh, food laid out for anyone that stops in. And the, the table is usually always refilled with food. And, and some of these normal uh, Christmas dishes include lechon, which is the roasted pig, and and yeah, and Bob. If you've never yeah. had lech- real lechon before, Bob, you need to have it. Um, yeah, it's ham, amazing. It's amazing. It's it's you know, I mean, you can get like you know a a pork butt, you know, or something like that, a pork roast at at the store, and stick it in your oven and roast it, and that's good. But if you've never had lechon, oh lordy, you, you need to try it. Anyway. And uh, other dishes include ham, fruit salad, rice cake such as uh, pibinka, and another rice cake called uh, puto bongbong, uh, and other <laughs> sweets. Of course, steamed rice. <laughs> bong- that sounded dirty. Bong-bong. Yeah, did you just cuss? I know. <laughs> yeah, I think she did. <laughs> I think I did. Puto, not puta. Yeah, oh my you just. God. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, alcohol. That's one of the things. Of course. <laughs> beer. Yeah. Got to have that San Miguel beer, which I think is the nastiest beer I've ever had. Anyway. Red Horse. 
Oh yeah, yeah, red horse. <laughs> <laughs> I I still think San Miguel is the worst beer I've ever had. Anyway, <laughs> now the Philippines have eight major major languages, and that's not counting the dialects, you guys. Uh, eight major languages, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Oh man! Oh my and, God, Rusty, I gotta go. Oh, my okay. daughter and my wife. My my daughter and my wife was just in an accident. What? Oh, oh no! Go 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 go! Somebody, go, go. somebody around red light. I gotta find them. I'll okay, call go, back go. though. Okay. Bye. Go, go. Take care. Bye. Holy crap! My oh, that's God, that's not good. Like that. That's not. Yeah. That, well, wait a minute. They were in an accident. So were they driving? Or were they, yeah, they like? Huh? Well, I don't know. I mean, because it's kind of like there's, um, they could have been walking, and somebody could have, you know, ran into them, yeah. or they could have been in a. Oh my God! I hope everything's okay. Oh mm. my God! Let's hope so. But if That's if someone shock. had texted Bob, that means somebody's okay. But we'll yeah. find out. We'll find out. But anyway, let let's hope that everything is fine. Yeah. Man. So, uh, anyway, that's Christmas in the Philippines. And uh, let's talk a little bit about... Oh, thanks, Pam. So, one of of our listeners, Pam, is listening live. Uh, She just sent me a a message on Facebook that just said, OMG, when when Bob had mentioned that... um, that that Jen and an accident. So let's uh, let's hope everything's okay. And I'm just assuming that everything's going to be okay because someone texted him. So yeah, let's just let's just hope. So until we hear back. I'm sorry, Rusty, that uh, I also have to go. And I'm afraid that uh, Bob and uh, his family are okay. And, yeah. Um, yeah. As I said, I, I have to go to a party with my yeah, daughter. Yeah. No and, um, problem. Go have fun. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you soon again. Okay. Okay. Take care, you Merry guys. Bye bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. bye. All right. <clears throat> so it looks like I'm gonna go ahead and wait a minute. Hold on. So David, are you still on the line? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you were going to the party. I'm not allowed. It's only women, and it's like a Filipino party. <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard of such a thing? She got invited to this, and they're all women, and they said you can't bring your husband or a kid. So what? So, okay, so I don't know. So you're in know. charge of the kids, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to babysit. Okay. So I got them here with me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, Okay. That's wild, because I'm like, wait a minute, you guys drove to but the I same just, thing. Somebody just, gave, somebody just gave me a bottle of Jack Daniels, but I'll fix, I'll work with that later. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are, so you, you guys sitting in the car until lady comes back out? Yeah. And you guys, oh, uh-huh. my God. I see how that works. Uh, you can't bring your husband or the kids in. I've never heard of, I don't, I'm looking this up now, right now. I'm going to look up, you know, women, Filipino women's only party. Let's see here. Filipino women's only Christmas. I don't know why they would do anything like that. Let's see. Yeah. Nope. I don't see. I, yeah, I don't. Um, apparently it's a, it's a common thing. You know, they, 
to kind of get together, especially in yeah. Europe. When I was over there, men are and women parties. They when they go to a party, all the men are in one room and all the women in another room. Oh wow, huh? Yeah, and I I didn't agree with that, so I went into the women's room with all the women where they were hanging out, and they kept trying to drag me into the other room. And I said, no, I don't want to sit around a bunch of German guys drinking beer. I'd rather stay in the room with the women where they're doing karaoke uh-huh. and singing, you know? So, so Which is like funny because Filipino men love the karaoke. Like the last um, the the last party I went to, uh, because because – me and me and my friend Lynn had to leave in November instead of staying until December. We decided to have like a quote unquote Christmas celebration before before we left. And big dinner, uh, whiskey and bourbon everywhere, and karaoke of course, right? And right. It, it, right. it was kind of like that. It was like all outside outside our friend's house in their big huge yard, and people from the neighborhood just kept coming by, and it. It, I did notice that the guys were on one side, the ladies on the other, and I'm like, screw this. I'd go over to the guy's side because that's where the bourbon was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, see? That's where the bourbon and cigars are, man. That's where I want to be. <laughs> I don't want to come over here where everyone's talking about dresses and shoes and you know stuff like this. I'm going to go over here with the bourbon and cigars. And it's like, really? Yeah. And karaoke. Of course, all, all the guys, you know, uh, you know, the more drinks you put in you, you know, the more songs you got to sing. And that's, we were up all freaking night. That was crazy. Wow. <laughs> that was crazy. Anyhow, I do. Why uh, don't people want... listen? What? Oh. I want to know, why don't people listen? They were supposed to go to the supermarket. I ran out of the house and they were down to the flight. They're up by the mall. The guy hit, the guy ran red light. It was a hit and run. And I'm arguing with my daughter why she should call the police. She's going, I don't know why. The, and I finally, I said, you goddamn well do what you want. You're just like your mother. Click. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know what? It's Jen like, would do what you're goddamn told. Jeez. Yeah, but see, Jen would have called the police. <laughs> no, she wouldn't have. Why? It's like, I don't know what they're going to do. It's like, that's so they okay? you were involved. In, yeah, they're fine. That was my first question. I said, honey, you were involved in the hit and run. That's a crime. It is. Yep. It is. Now, okay, hold on. So did they actually, did somebody bump one of them? What yeah, happened? the guy ran a red light and hit my new car. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oops. And they're arguing that they shouldn't call the police. No, you have to call the police for something like that. I know. And the guy's gone. You know, if, if they wait another hour, they're not going to come out. You know? That's right. The, the police. Maybe you should call it's the police like, for them. <laughs> no, I'm going to let them I'm going to let them go experience it themselves. Now, guess what? My insurance rate's going to go up because of this. I no, might have yeah. to take her off the take her off the car. I was going to say, you're dude, I'm sorry about your insurance, yep. but but first and foremost, are they okay? They're fine. She yeah. says she's just a little yeah. bit shooken up. They didn't What's go where they were supposed car? to go. She says it's just the corner. Well, yeah, but just the corner on those cars can cost like a thousand bucks, depending on. Yep. I know. So. I wow. know, but and they're plastic. They're not. They can't even be counted yeah. out. They have to be replaced. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, dude. But, I mean, mm. I'm glad they're okay. The uh, first thing I thought of was walking. You know, maybe they were walking. Oh, my God, are they okay? Did someone hit one of them? You know, and then I thought, Prius. Oh, my God, are they going to be okay? Because, because there's no metal in that car other uh, than the engine. I know. It's all plastic. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my, you know, I'm glad they're okay. But I do still think they need to call the police. I know. It's, but they won't listen to me. They, my, you know, a seventeen-year-old girl. She knows better. Yeah, because the insurance company is going to want to look at that. You got to. And they're going to want to report. Yeah. yeah, they're going to want to report. I mean, there's no way that, that they can get around it. I mean, there's no way that 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 the car is going to be fixed through insurance. Or you're just going to pay the deductible, and you're going to have to fix it. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. and that's something. But see, and that's something a seventeen-year-old kid doesn't know if they've never been in an accident. My dad, luckily, explained all that crap to me. He's like, "If you're in an accident, this is what you have to do, and this is what happens, and this is what happens with State Farm, and this is how it goes, and mm-hmm. this is what happens to my bill, and stuff like that." Which is why I always drove around my dad's metal six, 1965 Chevy truck, even though I had yeah, a, I was just thinking I had a cool thing. car. I, yeah, I had a '64 Chevy Chevelle, and you could run into it, and it wouldn't even dent it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. exactly. I had a boiler tube for a bumper, and an extended yeah. metal, uh, extended metal uh, uh, rear bumper because yep. my dad put his mowers on it because he was a landscaper. And I literally, I, I, I went to go back around a corner in like fog that was so thick you couldn't see past your headlights, and I was backing up, and I bam smashed into a metal signpost. And I got out, and I looked at the rear bumper, nothing. Looked at the sign, it was bent over. <laughs> Solid metal. And there was not a scratch on that boiler tube. And I was like, really? Wow, this is why I'm driving my dad's truck. But, but you know, I'm glad they're okay. I mean. Okay. I, I texted her, and she, she said, yeah, an officer is coming to to talk to them to make a report. Good, good. Because, um, I mean, even if they don't catch the person, um, which, you know, could have been, which which would have been, it should have been one of the first things they did was to at least catch some of the license plate. Um, but, you know, again, you know, 17-year-old girl that's never been in an accident. And if it was drivable, <laughs> she should have chased them down. Right. Well, of course, I would I would have chased them down and beat their ass. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't. Yeah. I, I back <laughs> then I would have. In my twenties, I would have chased them down. Nowadays, right. you never know, right? Someone could have like a, a gun or something like that. But back yeah, then, you I gotta just you gotta try. See, to and, and it's okay, that. and I don't get mad at accidents because accidents happen. It's just mm-hmm. when they do something stupid, like run, right. that that really upsets me. Mm-hmm. And he and he ran a red light. Yeah, and then that's probably why he ran. Right. Idiot. You know. And, yeah. Any problem? Maybe no insurance. It's yeah, or, or that too. Yeah, I saw a hit and run one time uh, a few years back. I mean, it was right in front of me. Some guy ran a red light. You know, completely like sideswiped some poor lady and spun that car around. And that guy that hit them, you know, I don't know how he did it. He backed up, because it was like completely, it completely like collapsed his front wheel, uh, 
uh, wheel well. Thunk a thunk a thunk a thunk. And then he went and started speeding away. And there's like you know, the smell of burning rubber and thunk a thunk a thunk a thunk a thunk and sparks everywhere because he was dragging the front bumper. And I was like, oh crap. And I said, and I didn't have to say anything to Cheryl. She just like bump, dropped it in a first and just started like chasing after the guy. Okay, Rusty, write this down. Okay, let's go back. See if the people are okay. So by the time we got back, you know, there were a bunch of people around the car taking the lady out. Just one lady in the car. She was okay, uh, thank goodness, because uh, it hit the uh, it hit the passenger side. Otherwise, I mean, it would have like completely like crushed her and threw her out the other door if it was from the other side. Um, but she was okay. We gave her the the license plate number, and the police came and stuff like that. And everyone that saw it, you know. Uh, told them, and I don't know if they got caught, but I sure as ho- sure as hell hoped hoped that they got caught because situations like that, the justice side of me just like goes on overdrive. I want justice. <laughs> hmm. Definitely. <laughs> but, yeah, but anyhow, oh, well, I'm glad they're okay. Sorry, Sorry man. Sorry. Yeah, man. it's oh, good. Gosh. Oh, and whoo! Let's see. Oh, Pam, who's listening, just messaged me. She said. My stepdaughter got into trouble for not reporting even a one-car accident when she rolled it last year. So I guess you can get in trouble for not reporting um, yeah, an accident. Because this, because it's well, not it's not not reporting because one of them was an accident, and the, all the police officers on the other end of the phone said, "Was anybody hurt?" I said, "No." They call me if anybody's hurt. Click. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> so it's but, not reporting it. It's the fact is that now it's a crime, though. Yeah, it is. See, nobody's is. hurt, but it's a hit and run. Yeah. And Definitely. and they, of course, they don't know to take down the license plate. They don't know what kind of make and model of car is. They don't know anything. Yeah. Jeez. So the guy's gone. They'll never catch him now. Yeah, that's that that and that's too bad because. You know, now now that guy's gonna think that he's like scot free and all this crap, and it's it's just it's just stupid. Especially like during the holidays. You know, I I I try not to drive anywhere um, during the holidays, but it's inevitable. You have to drive around. You just got to make sure that you don't drive around around two two a.m. <laughs> or even ten a ten p.m. It's like too many drunks. But this is exactly the reason we have one car. I'm telling my wife, and she won't listen to me. If my daughter gets in an accident and totals that car, I'm screwed. I, I lose work. I'm driving yeah. two jobs right now. Yeah. And nobody will listen. Everybody's saying, oh, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Well, look what happened. Yeah, look what happened. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know... I should say that not only during the holidays, but especially during the holidays, folks, you got to be proactive. Yeah. You have to be proactive about your safety in, in all fronts, you know, especially the cars. Because, you know, drunks out there, you know, even even drunks without a car, you know, one time during New Year's Eve, I remember this. This was like 25 years ago. New Year's Eve, um, we're driving out of downtown Seattle, me and a bunch of friends. And a couple of drunk guys were crossing the were trying to cross the street. They were jaywalking, and I didn't see them until the last second. So I went and I stopped. And then they just kind of stood there in front of the car, and everyone's like going, "Oh 
shit. What's going on, right? Hello, you know, a car full of martial artists, right? Um, and they started banging on the hood of my car. And I'm, bitch, get out of the car. Bitch, get out of the car. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Can't back up. There are people behind me honking. <laughs> I can't go forward because I'll run over these patsies. You know, what am I going to do? And they started banging on the windows. And, and I'm just like, oh, my God. That's exactly what they said. <laughs> <laughs> And when they finally came to the side, I just kind of gunned it and got out of there. I'm like, you people, you know. Anyhow, cause you, so you never know. But I'm glad they're okay. All right. Yeah, that's all. So, yeah, and we do have to talk about drinking and driving. It's never a good idea. I ran into no. a uh, 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 sobriety checkpoint the other night when I was on Lyft. And uh, there was a big one down in Fullerton. Just waiting for you. Or you, you need a designated driver. Yes. Yeah. So I yeah. have two. So lady doesn't drink, and neither does my stepdaughter. So oh, good. They both drive, so it's good. There you go. Well, how long is your how long is your stepdaughter going to be in town? Until January sixth. Oh, oh cool. okay. And um, yeah, it's funny because uh, they're at the party. They just called me and said, "No, they said you can come." So I'm turning around and I'm going back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so. And then, uh, and then it's funny because uh, she she just came here from Germany. She's never been here in the United States, mm-hmm. and she she speaks four languages. She speaks Bali, Bali. Wow. She speaks Indonesian. She speaks what? Uh, German and English. Wow, quadlingual. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and that's awesome. That is so awesome, yeah. and it it just. It just like it turns my crank though when people, you know, always not always when when some people start screaming stuff like speak English if you're in the United States, you know what I mean? And and yeah. sorry, yeah. If someone's bilingual, trilingual, quadlingual, you know, kitlingual. Is that is that a word? Well, you know. Well, well the thing like, about it, the thing that's different here is that is that when, like when you go to Germany, if you want to stay there, they make you go to school. If you won't go to school, they kick you out. Oh. I had to be in German's class for six months and take a test. Wow. I think I got like, you, they say you have to be above like an A2, it's called. Uh-huh. And so I passed the test and they said, yeah, you can stay. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So basically, you, you know enough German to be able to get around Germany without any yeah, problem. And yeah? I can, I, yeah, and I understand more than I speak. But when they start talking, I understand what they're saying. Right. I just That's can't awesome. remember what to say back. <laughs> Right, right. So. That's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you know when ladies mad at the kids. Yeah, she sounds like Ava Brown. <laughs> no, she's you know Ava German. Brown. Yeah, Ava Brown, Adolf Hitler's <laughs> wife, or yeah. girlfriend or whatever. She... <laughs> girlfriend, mistress, mistress. Yeah. <laughs> she starts screaming in German. I don't know. Oh wow, that's wild. <laughs> Quad. Quadlingual. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's stuff like that that makes me feel so uneducated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like lady English. right now is studying Korean and Chinese. Ooh. She already Chinese? speaks. Yeah, she's learning Chinese and she already speaks and some Japanese and she already speaks uh, Spanish, Tagalog, mm-hmm. English, and German. 
Wow. What is that? Seven languages? That's seven languages? <laughs> Holy moly. Wow. And, wow, Chinese is hard. Oh, my God. Yeah, but she started getting into it because we're hanging around uh, Sifu Tang and Jennifer. Yeah. Assistant, and they speak, she speaks Chinese, so a lady wants to learn, so she started. I'm like, oh, that's oh, cool. No. <laughs> yeah, is, is she cool. learn? Is she learning that like, uh, like at, at a class or you know? No, she's, she's got. One, she's one of these people that can buy a book, and she's already oh, speaking Korean. That way. I'm like, yeah, she's like that. She took the dictionary when she was in Germany and learned the whole thing by herself. Whoa, that's yeah. crazy cool. I I have to hear it. That's why when I had to learn enough Japanese to get through Japan. Um, I have to hear it. I ha- I had to buy the, mm-hmm. the CDs to get the pronunciations right. Otherwise, I'm going to put the stress on the wrong syllables and stuff. And, and if you right. do that in Chinese, you could you could like call someone a, a nasty name if you're not <laughs> if you're not careful. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> so, like like I'm going to say a word in German to say something easy is Einfach. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Exactly, right? And I'm like, my daughter, uh, you know, she's five years old, and she just said that. And I'm like, you're not allowed to cuss. Uh, she's not cussing. She said it's easy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Well, it looks like we've got about 20-something minutes to um, the rest of our show. So I just want to do a couple of uh, uh, rundowns on some other ways that people around the world celebrate the winter holidays, okay? Now, a lot of people okay. think that Christmas is the only holiday, and we, we have to remember other people around the world <laughs> who may or may not be Christian. So, uh, of course, you know, we have to mention Hanukkah. Right. Um, And for those people that know what it is, but are unfamiliar with what it's all about, it's an eight day Jewish holiday that celebrates the rededication of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem after the Maccabean revolt in the second century BCE. The holiday is observed for eight nights and days. And because it starts on the 25th day of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar, it can fall anywhere from late November to late December on the regular Gregorian calendar. And the uh, Hanukkah rituals include the lighting of the menorah, which consists of nine candles in a holder. One candle is lit on each of the eight nights, nights of Hanukkah, and the center candle is used for lighting the others. Other Hanukkah family custom, customs include sing, singing Hanukkah songs, reciting psalms, and especially in North America and Israel, exchanging presents. All right. So there's another winter holiday. Next, we've got Kwanzaa. This is a week-long holiday celebrated in communities in the United States and Canada, as well as Western, as well as in the Western African diaspora, to honor African heritage in African American culture. Created by Maulana Karenga in 1966. It's observed from December 26th through January 1st and ultimately ends with a feast and the exchange of gifts. There are seven core principles that are celebrated during Kwanzaa, including unity, self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, 
purpose, creativity, and faith. Celebration of Kwanzaa can include colorful household decorations with art and African cloth, readings and reflections of the African pledge, and a candle lighting ceremony with a kinara. Did I say that right? I'm, I should like I should talk to Grandmaster Daryl Sargent about this. Um, and this hmm. uh, candle uh, ceremony involves uh, lighting candles that have two less than the menorah. So pretty cool. All right. Now we're in Spain, Las Posadas. With its origins in Spain, Las Posadas is a nine-day celebration that is now primarily celebrated in Mexico, Guatemala, and parts of the Southwest in the United States. Uh, The roots of this holiday are in Catholicism, but several different branches of Christian Latinos follow the tradition. During the celebration... A procession moves from house to house with a candle inside a paper lampshade, stopping at each home to sing and pray. Eventually, the procession ends at a home or a church, and the celebration continues with caroling, feasting, and piñata breaking. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. Um, now, um, because uh, this is Christmas, or this is not Christmas, because this is winter holidays around the world. I will not skip over Eid al-Adha, also referred to as the Feast of the Sacrifice. Eid al-Adha is an important Islamic holiday celebrated worldwide to honor the willingness of the Prophet Abraham to sacrifice his firstborn son, Ishmael, on God's command. Last year, the holiday took place in late October, but the date greatly varies depending on the Islamic lunar calendar. To celebrate, families traditionally dress in their finest clothing to perform a prayer in a large congregation or mosque and sacrifice their best halal domestic animals as a symbol of Abraham's sacrifice. Ultimately, most of the meat is shared with friends, neighbors, and the poor to to ensure that none are without a chance to partake in the holiday feast. Okay, and then we go to Diwali, or Diwali. This past year... This uh, five-day Hindu... Oh, wait. This is... How old is this article? Nope. Okay. This is a 2013 uh, article. So it's... uh, Diwali isn't being held November 13th. But anyway, it's a five-day Hindu festival, and it's an official holiday in India, Nepal, Sri Lanka, and Myanmar, among others. The festival is also referred to as the Festival of Lights and celebrates both the attainment of Nirvana by Mahavira, an Indian sage, as well as the death anniversary of Swami Dayanand, yeah, Swami Dayanand, uh, who uh, was a Hindu religious leader. Now, the word Diwali is a contraction of the word translating to a row of lamps, as the holiday involves the lighting of small clay lamps to symbolize the victory of, of good over evil. Firecrackers are lit, and during the festival, all those celebrating wear new clothes and share sweets with family and friends. So there we go. Now, of course, there are, you know, infinitely more celebrations around the world um, that, you know, we might not even heard of. But, you know, take the time to learn about just a few more of these uh, winter holiday celebrations whenever possible. And uh, I think think it'll really give us a better understanding of the world around us. Um, So there you go. That's... uh, Winter holidays around the world. Yay. 
Woo! So, wow. <sighs> kind of a eventful show there, eh, guys? You know, we got Bob's family getting into an accident <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My, oh, my. <laughs> wow. So, geez, you know, the, with the new year, with the new year coming up really soon, um, you know, I just, uh, I just want to say, you know, it's just been a great year for the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. Wouldn't you say so, Bob? I absolutely would say so. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I'm trying to find amazing our. Year. Yeah, I'm trying to find our guest list of who we had over the past year. Let's see. Um, how do I do this? Uh, duplicate. <clears throat> I gotta get a different window up here. Um. Uh, Let's see. How do I get there? Dashboard. Where do I go? Dashboard. <clears throat> Just to give our listeners a, a little rundown of who we had over the past year. All right. We're gonna move. We're gonna move backwards in time. <laughs> Let's see. Archived. Let's go to our archived shows and see who our guests were over the past year. Well. Our last uh, actual guest was uh, Toy Lei um, on the 13th, and uh, we also had Grace Young joining us on November 29th, and Andrea, um, author Andrea Harkins joined us on November 1st. Uh, we had Rich Boyce with us on uh, the 18th of October. We had uh, Michelle Tomlinson. Um, actor and producer Michelle Tomlinson on November 27th. We've also had like uh, James Wilson um, joining us along with Dawn and some of the uh, some of the cast. Well, I think it was just Dawn and James, wasn't it? I don't remember that uh, on um, September 6th. We also had that Art was, Camacho. That was uh, Dawn and that was uh, James. And- oh, James and Cynthia. Okay, so that was the sixth. Um, November 20th was uh, film producer Art Camacho. That was a fun show. Um, we also had Dr. Robert Goldman on June 21st. We had Randy King of KPC Self-Defense on July 5th. And I know I skipped the... Oh, wait, no. We also had Mark Shuey. He was on in August. Uh, it looked like we skipped a lot because we had a lot of... Uh, open forum shows or absences and stuff like that. Um, who else did we have on here? Uh, we had Gloria Hendry uh, joining us on May 24th. Professor Patrick McDaniel, a regular listener of our show, he joined us on May 10th. Uh, Guru Rocky Twitchell joined us on May 3rd. Uh, Mika L.A. Armstrong joined us on April 19th. Uh, and Tony Collins, who was with us at the beginning of the show, he joined us on April 12th. Uh, David Reed and Clark Tang, they joined us on May 29th. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not May, June, uh, March, sorry, March, March, March. That was in March. That was in the spring, man. <laughs> that was in the, way back in the spring. Come on. <laughs> yep. And wow. then May 20th. Time May flies. 20th. Time flies, I know. It's March 21st. March 21st, we had Bob and Barbara White as our guests. March 15th, uh, 
Professor Daryl Sargent and Tuhan Brandon Jordan. Um, actually, I remember it was just uh, Professor Daryl that day. Tuhan Brandon uh, yeah. was stuck somewhere. Had to work. Had to work. Uh, Sifu Chris Bato joined us um, on the 1st of March. And we had the the kids from the Shugyokan Dojo uh, join us on February 22nd. That's Prince Loeffler's Dojo. Um, who else did we have? Uh, and we had Bob White on February 8th, uh, Grandmaster Bram Frank on January 25th, um, and we had Justin Harvey actually joining us on uh, January 18th, and that was a simulcast where uh, both his show and our show were recording and broadcasting at the same time. That was actually kind of fun. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Yeah. That was that was kind of cool. And uh and our first guest for 2015 was on January 4th and that was with Justin Harvey. Right on. So, it was a great year here at the Dynamic Dojo and uh fun fun guests and fun uh topics that we had for open floor and open forum. Um yeah, fun, really fun. And thanks, David, and to Lady also for helping make Thank it a fun you. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, a, what a great uh, year, and we hope for other fun years. It's fun listening. Too. You know, and it's, uh, it's, it's, I find it fun listening, too, whenever I'm not, you know, broadcasting with Bob. You know, it's kind of like, wow, I can kind of see why people like listening. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun to kind of, like, listen to other people talk about random junk, you know? <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of fun. So you know, uh, we'd like to get some comments from the listeners. So listeners, um, you know, if you're listening to this episode uh, in its archived uh, formation, you know, please go to the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Facebook page, not the group, but the actual page. And just, you know, drop us a little comment about why you like listening to Dynamic Dojo. Um, and uh, also, if you have some some suggestions as to who we could try to get on as a guest, you know, feel free to, like, drop your suggestions. If you know some great martial arts teachers, um, then, you know, please drop us a line over there at the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Facebook page. Um, and we, like I said, you know, Bob and I really like, uh, really like to get feedback on all of our friends, listeners, and fans out there as to, uh, you know, why they listen and, you know, what makes it fun, what could we do to make it funner? And, uh, so yeah. So anyway, with that said, we've only got like 10 minutes left of our broadcast. So what do you say about ending it a little bit early there, Bob? Yeah, because I got to go to <laughs> That would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta go too, cause you gotta you got a uh, a party uh, now. I'm outside the party door. to go to. Right on. All right. Well, yeah, with yeah, that yeah. said, I'm just gonna end it with a little bit of that uh, R&B music that I grew up with in the '80s. <laughs> you guys have a yeah. merry Christmas. You, you guys too. have a merry you Christmas, you. lady as well. Yeah. Thank you. Merry Thank Christmas, you. everybody. Happy holidays and a happy okay. new year. Thank you so much for a wonderful year, Bob. And we'll see everyone yes, next you. year. Happy Thanks. New Year, everyone. Yes, see everyone year. next year. Bye-bye now. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
for making 2015 a very fun one for Dynamic Dojo. Bye-bye, everyone.